I thought you said we're not doing I, that move. I crushed you. No, that no, no, time. no, 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 no. I, I crushed thought you. you said we weren't doing that move. I did it. That move was outlawed. No. Oh, I just proved that we might not be playing. You pulled yours out of the console. <laughs> Shoot. Oh. Jeez. Oh. <laughs> I win. You pulled yours out of the console. Ah. I guess that's a that's a that's, that, a that's a barred move. A, you can't do that move in this game. Foul, foul. I, I'll get I'll give it to you. Not I, here, not I, today. I can use a coffee. Happy Friday! Happy oh, Friday! I got a coffee. You do, you do. I know the winner should get a coffee. The winner got I'm one. I'll go get you one. Right after we're done here. <laughs> How's everyone doing on Friday? Happy Friday. Hmm. This says bliss. That's the kind of morning I'm having. Um, oh wow! We're gonna get right back into some cool stuff with our dental bite segments. We've got again. Is this? Is this? Are we having Bobby back? Bob is our like uh, like a friend of the show though. So he's like he's he, like a technology. He expert. kind of he kind of has a regular appearance on our show. Like he he's our you know we need we need sort of a title for he's him. Our, uh, technology I'll, guru. Yeah, I'll bring him on right here. How about that? Like, let's get him on screen here. There he is. There he is. Everyone, give Mr. Bob Pierce oh. a round of applause. Hang on. How are you guys on. doing? Hang on. Good, brother. How are you? Oh, it's not. It's not a very big crowd, but uh, does that look real? <laughs> yeah. I'm good, man. I'm always good. Good, mm. man. Happy Friday. Hope you're doing well. Yes. Um, Friday, fantastic. Yeah. How are things? How you been? I'm good, man. Oh, thanks for asking. Yeah, just uh, you know, I'm I'm actually I'm actually supposed to go down to the U.S. Uh, in a couple of weeks into the month, and so I just like this is the out of the two years of COVID we've been in. Like this is the time that I just can't get sick. Yeah, I just yeah, so I'm just gonna hide in my basement for two weeks until I fly out. So yeah, you gotta hide but, no uh, human contact. Yeah, good luck. I saw this meme, um, and it's Mario jumping around a level. And it's got all these little flame balls, like oh, it's like that. I've seen the same meme. Yeah, it's like it's, me trying not to get COVID it's, in December. It's, or something. it's anyone who's not anyone who's not gotten COVID. Yeah, that's what it is. It's brilliant. I already fell in the pit of lava like six months ago. So you did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's lots of lava what around are, right what, now. So it's tough. Mark, have you been hit by Cupid's arrow, or are you uh, are you still? Uh... <laughs> Uh, I'm, you know what? Like, I'm sure, I'm sure it's been through my system. Like, I literally, like, I got the phone call from Tyler the day after he found out he had COVID, and we were literally like this. We were building this studio for like 12 hours. So yeah. there's, there's, un, I, I unquestionably, it's been the the cove has been through my, the Cupid's arrow has been through. Well, my it was system. a weird process because we thought, you know, with with vaccines, you're like, okay, well, well, now we're vaccinated. And we're past the window of safety with vaccines, so we're both fine. We're kind of, and we've been around each other a lot too, so we're kind of mm. like you know, uh, and our, our circles are really small. So we, you know, no matter what you're doing, because the the goalposts are moving at all times. So you're like, well, am I doing the right yeah. thing? Are we okay to be around each other? Are we okay to have people in our space? And we thought we were following the rules, and then lo and behold, I get it. And we had been working together closely, building the studio, doing all like sweating around each other because it was in the middle of july yeah. we were like in july we were just in there like our what tidy whities and sweating <laughs> it was just just the moment was, i wasn't worried I, it was just me that's <laughs> right uh and then next thing you know like we were in here on the friday i think we even took that that photo of ourselves saying you know upcoming there's some cool new <laughs> podcast stuff coming not knowing that uh by the sunday night i'd get a positive yeah uh diagnosis so. after 14 days there was new stuff yeah. coming yeah but uh, I got through it fine. My, like I said, my symptoms were very minimal. Um, I, I, I credit my vaccines to that. Um, you know, been going pretty hard at the gym the last year or two. Um, so I think that I, I'm in good health. And I think that uh, I'm lucky to get through it with just the sniffles, really, and loss of smell. 
What about you, Bob? Have you have you uh, been brushed or graced with the virus? I have not been. I am. I am uh, uh, pure. Uh, in to <laughs> a pure blood? You think you're pure? What is that? A mogul? Yeah, yeah. What do they call those on on Harry Potter? Harry Potter? A, a muggle? You're a muggle. You're a muggle. Yeah, pure blood human. Uh, isn't isn't that a not, oh my gosh? Uh, isn't that isn't that a mixed blood? The muggle. Let's go back a few years now. Oh, that... mixed blood. If you've got like the vaccination, I guess you're a mixed blood. Yeah, you're. Yeah. I have AstraZeneca and Moderna, uh, so I'm. We've, we've been we've been very fortunate to this point. Um, in in my my direct family, there has been a a, a, a few COVID. Uh, positive cases within my family, though extended family. Um, but you know, I, I've got two young kids, and so mm -hmm. they're both under the age of, of being able to be vaccinated. Um, my there was a, a bit of a, a COVID scare at my son's uh, preschool before Christmas, um, and then of course we came down with the sniffles. Um, I went and got PCR tested to kind of save him. I figured if if I mm -hmm. got it from him, you know, uh, that came back negative. All the tests we've done have come back negative. Um, we had to get him tested later on. He came back negative. But we've had a cold go through our entire household, you know, the entire month of December. We were coughing and sick, but mm -hmm. again, every test was negative. So as far yeah. as I know, I've uh, been fortunate. But uh, mm -hmm. but my wife's going back to work here uh, in February, so kids have to go to daycare, have to go to preschool, and then it's just kind of like we're going to see if you know the sacrifices we've made for the last two years have been for naught. If yeah. uh, it would happen. So, so we've been uh, like my son. He's two. Or he's gonna be three in February. But like, uh, it's been You're I in think, the same spot. I think it's like five. We've had five like emails. There's been ex an exposure in your son's class. You gotta, you know, yeah, isolate. And, and I coach hockey, and you know, it's it's kind of a mix. As we've been going through this, yeah. it's been really like I think. At the start of this, like most of the kids I coach were not vaccinated, were and now they're getting vaccinated as the season goes on. So mm -hmm. I voluntarily throw myself into the into the snake pit and say, and, and you know what? Well, I've been vaccinated and I've had, and I've had yeah. COVID. So and this one is uh, like so much more uh, contagious, right? So it's yeah. it's almost it's almost near impossible to avoid. And the fact that. I think we sort of had a little like a false sense of protection with the That's like we needed with the vaccines. we needed yeah. the vaccine obviously don't get me wrong but yeah. I think people thought they were invincible and like we were under the impression that like we were like that's putting on the shield man 99 yeah. 97% right well and that's the thing is that and that's where I sort of started this conversation is that when we when I was vaccinated and we were working together and all of a sudden I got covid it was like it was a reality check like oh yeah you can still get this thing yeah um, granted my symptoms were very mild. Um, but prior to that, even though I understand the, how the vaccines work and how they work in this scenario, you, I still felt like I was like, I'm not going to get it. I'm okay. I'm vaccinated. Yeah. I'm good. Mm -hmm. And not, not remembering, oh yeah, you can still get you it and so you can good. still pass it on. So yeah. that, that for me was like, oh yeah. Okay. There's, you know what? You know, well, you know, as long as we keep people out of the hospital, the right? Sorry, Mark, what? As long as we keep people out of the ICU, right? That's that's the goal. Yeah, that's that's the goal, right? Um, you know, back going back uh, before the vaccine was even available, I remember hearing uh, on a conversation on a podcast, likely, you know, <clears throat> people talking about what vaccines can actually do, and there's kind of like three outcomes for vaccines. Vaccines. Um, hey, my son's handing me a book here right now. Oh, nice. Um, what is it? What book? Hey, Winnie the Pooh. This, I can see this, it. this is, um, you know, wipe clean workbook A B C one two three. Can so you read and, us uh, the first two pages? <laughs> I, th you know, Mark, I, I really hope you kind of know what the first two pages say, considering probably, the alphabet. I prob <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably do know it. Yeah. If, if, yeah. if you don't, uh, this is uh, this is uh, something else we yeah, need okay. to address. Um, look at this, <laughs> nice, buddy. This is awesome. I really appreciate this. 
Um, those are those are for being I on the show. You oh, sent those to bag. You. All right, this is yeah. awesome. Um, <laughs> you're you're welcome for your free gifts. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank, thank that's you, your that's your swag. This is swag for being on the show, guys. This is awesome. You guys are great. Anyone anyone listen to this? You guys want to be on this show? The swag's amazing. Hey, man. You get a Winnie the Pooh. You get a Winnie the Pooh. You got kids. <laughs> we feel you. Here's your um, Winnie the Pooh. Anyways, so the um, there's and there's I think there's I think there's like three outcomes for vaccines. Um, one is that a vaccine could you know prevent you from help help prevent you from getting sick, but mm -hmm. it might not affect if you do get sick, it might not affect the mortality rate. You might just be just as likely to to die um, from from the ailment, but it might prevent you from getting sick. So there's the advantage: you're not going to get sick, hopefully. Mm -hmm. Or the chances are higher the vaccine, that you're not. Yeah. The vaccine might not have any effect on you not getting sick you might be just as likely to get sick but if you do get sick it would decrease the mortality rate so there's less likely that you're going to die and that's kind of what we're seeing i think in this in this omicron phase and then the third um uh option would be that the vaccine would prevent you from getting sick but also help prevent you from 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 dying of the vaccine of, of, the, of the ailment so those are kind of the three ways a vaccine could help you mm -hmm. and i think we saw that third option back with delta it helped prevent people from getting sick it helped lower the mortality rate. With this uh, Omicron, I think we're seeing uh, people are still getting infected. But again, the mortality rate for those that are vaccinated is uh, is much lower. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm I'm actually triple. Sh I got I got I got three doses already actually because my uh, my first two doses were a mix, Moderna, Pfizer, right. and uh, so then uh, I was actually able to get a, a third dose because the concern was that you couldn't travel internationally having a mixed mm. dose that wasn't going to be considered fully vaccinated. Right. Right. And this has been Bob from desktop, desktop health with his latest <laughs> about vaccinations. Vaccination. Hey, this, this topic is not my fault. You guys I know. Hey, we brought it up. And you know, it's a hot topic. What can you, you say? You know, it's so funny. And I was talking to, to somebody about this yesterday. Like I'm tired of talking about COVID through business, right. like through family. Like I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of, kind of over it, but we're not allowed to be over it. We're right? not allowed to be, but here's the thing we were have, we were, uh, having lunch with a colleague yesterday mm. or sometime this week. And he brought up a really good point is that some countries are, there's two steps in the process that they're including. Remember what we we're talking about? Yeah, 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 the treatment. The treatment. So it's like <clears throat> they have a, uh, now I forget what the first step is. It's where it's um, it's about contagion and well, making sure it, you're. It's all revolved around the four pillars, right? Right. So the four. So what's the what do you call the first? Pillar? I, I don't remember. Okay. So there's a, there's one <laughs> pillar. It's about like, trying not to catch. Obviously, try not to catch COVID. Yeah. But then if you do, or sorry, the preventative. That's what it is. It's the two preventative steps where you're doing what you can to not catch it, and then the second step is that if you feel your, your symptoms coming on, to in one example was to use a product called Biotene to sort of flush out. This, you know, obviously your, um, help me out, like your nose, nasal cavity, nasal this cavity, area yeah. Yeah. with, Hi, this, uh, is. this isn't an ad for biotin. I'm just saying like a product like that, where it sort of helps clear out this area where you might reduce the, um, the contagiousness of it, where you're kind of mm -hmm. trying to rid yourself of a lot of the bacteria that's already in here that can maybe sort of speed up the contagion part of it. We're what's happening What what I'm, and this is all speculation. This is all just discussion about it, is that. We're seeing those two steps are being missed and we're going right to the hospital and sending people to the hospital first before they're trying to help remedy their situation at home with uh, home health care, whether it's through doing telemedicine uh, or, or what have you to help try to sort of rectify the situation or rem remedy the situation before going to the hospital. So what do you what what are what are, what are they saying for us to do if we get it? Just drink lots of water and 
take some Tylenol, keep the fever down. Well, they're kind of throwing their hands in the air. They're like, don't yeah. get tested. Just assume you have oh, it. Oh, yeah, that's and then right. And it's like, okay, yeah. well, okay, yeah. okay, assume I have it. Well, now what do I do? Do I just stay yeah. home? Like, is there is there something I can do at home if I think I have it yeah. to reduce the spread? Well, here's the situation that you run into. Like, you want to get tested so that you're, you know, your son could go back to daycare. Like, it, the challenge is now you got to, like... We got to live with this thing, right? And right. we've shut down completely already. And that I don't think is an option anymore. So, yeah. you know, what do you do? You work with your son grabbing at your feet, giving you Winnie the Pooh book, right? Yeah. Like I, mean, that's- I mean, in my situation, my symptoms were very mild. So I didn't really have to worry about being too, having too much mm. bio stuff happening here. But if you do have a lot of sort of, and it sounds kind of gross, but like, you know, if there's bio activity happening here, Maybe there's steps, more steps people can take at home to say, you know what, maybe I'm kind of flushing this out with a, a, some product, a saline type of product to reduce the spread. Well, part of like what, what the research is doing, like the researchers are doing out there is developing more treatments too, right? So there's the- Preventative. Yeah, there's, there's some, p- some pills coming down the line that are being developed. pills coming for- down, yeah. We should hear something in like the next 10 days about a, a Pfizer pill. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's move on from that topic. All now, right. Shall we? <laughs> let's now talk about printers. Let's talk about dentistry. Um, as we know, uh, Bob uh, is 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 our Canadian go-to at desktop health. Yes, that's exciting. It really. Yeah, is. It's, been, it's 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 really exciting. A lot of fun right now. So uh, pretty pretty cool time. Pretty cool. Industry. Okay, so um, so sort of cut you off, but we want to jump in and talk about Flexera today. Okay, absolutely. Uh, go. Go. Ready. <laughs> <laughs> ready scared. set no sorry I, right. I cut you off but i just sort of want to i want to get us back on track a little bit because we're having some fun um so let's go into I, we talked about this before we want to talk a little bit about uh the history of desktop health uh you joining the company and then we will focus a little bit on flexera today i'm looking at the wrong spot i should look at the camera um and just keeping it we'll keep our conversation to flexera today because we can go into other products uh after today when you when, when we have you on again so on um, that note, sure, yeah, I'll, I'll do uh, what I'll do real quick is I'm just gonna um, sh- uh, th- share my screen real quick. Um, yes. And uh, yeah, first of all, just a bit of a background, real quick uh, history on on desktop health. So uh, to really kind of discuss desktop health, there's um, kind of need to go back in time to 2002 to a company called Envision Tech. That's when so I got Envision married. Tech, Tech was formed back then. Sorry, 20 years ago. I remember at the start of the ago, today we yeah, were chatting. Man, like, tw- I've been married 20 years. Holy crap. <laughs> And uh, so Envision Tech uh, was founded in uh, 2002. And that company existed for, again, almost 20 years, doing a lot of research and development on the printer side, but also on the, the resin side, the material side uh, of 3D printing, additive manufacturing. Started off in jewelry, uh, very quickly uh, found out and thought uh, the, found the dental industry and started growing. And anyways, at the beginning of 2021, last year, uh, Envision Tech was purchased by a company called Desktop Metal. So desktop metal, as its name implies, uh, is in the 3D printing of metal components. They use the binder jet 3D printing technology. And What's others, a binder jet? But again, um, binder jet, yeah. What's a binder jet? Do you... What is binder jet? The way that, an, an easy way to kind of think of binder jet printing is to think of like a, a, a laser printer um, at home in your office. But what it does is it pr- prints it, it, uh, two different materials. So you have a, a base material um, and then the, the binder jet uh, laser goes over top of it, dropping this binder, which is then uh, semi-fired, semi-heated into a, into a 3D component. Uh, the print bed then drops down by the, the layer thickness you want. And then again, this, this printer goes back and forth, spreading this binder 
and then you end up with a, a 3D you know, box chamber uh, and, and your part's actually floating inside the material. So anyways, cool. that gets cleaned off. It, then, then you have what's called a green part, which is a, a part that's metal but not fully cured. That goes into a, a kiln, into a furnace, uh, where it is then centered, and then it begins with like a final metal part. So that's kind of binder jetting in awesome. 30 seconds. But the cool thing with, with desktop metal is doing is really kind of taking 3D printing from the prototyping phase where 3D printing really developed and began. As you know, I need a physical part to fit a shape, fit a space, but you know I don't need it to perform. I don't need to have the strength or the flexibility of an end-use product. I just need something physical for a designer to hold, touch and feel to kind of make sure it's like the design's right. Mm-hmm. What Desktop Metal is doing and now Desktop Health is really trying to develop 3D printing into what is going to be end-use um, end parts. So now uh, one great application for kind of a cool application for the metal printing is um, the ability to print like, um, outdated, out-of-production uh, parts for classic cars. You know, a lot of these parts may be some obscure part for a fuel pump or for a, a suspension component is... Um, uh, no longer being made, but again, you can now print it right. uh, using 3D printing technology, and you can uh, create that. Whereas, you know, traditional manufacturing of you know, running foundries and presses and and, and um, millwork just isn't cost effective. So, so phasing cool a lot, phasing that, a lot of that traditional uh, uh, fabrication process out of the yeah, out of the way. Uh, absolutely. And so, um, so that, that's kind of desktop metal. And again, so to expand on like the, the end use production of of additive manufacturing they acquired envision tech acquired the ip the technology um and they wanted to get into the the, the medical healthcare side of, of 3d printing and additive manufacturing and that's where desktop uh health was formed so uh desktop health really at this time is still uh, just coming up on its so one year anniversary of uh of, of creation um and really so we have you know, mike jafar is our president ceo uh cecilia gore is our vp of marketing um and really, uh, you know, as, as the slide says, you know, Desktop Health is a technology company that's shaping the future of personalized healthcare. And we're doing this in, in dentistry. That's kind of our, our go-to right now. But I was even on a call earlier this morning in regards to our BioPlotter. It's another 3D printing device we have mm-hmm. um, with some really cool applications that we're, we're exploring right now. And kind of that's kind of up in the air. But um, again, the, the scope to what we can do with uh, additive manufacturing is, uh, is quite, quite impressive. Um, the leadership team that we have, again, on, on the screen, like they've got a huge uh, catalog of previous experience bringing medical devices, medical technology um, to, to the consumer. You're going to see names like Botox, Cool Sculpting. You know, there's Facebook in there. Um, Interesting. Um, hmm. And so they have this experience that they're now, you know, bringing to uh, the Envision Tech founding technology. And so, again, with the investment of desktop metal, you know, hopefully the innovation, the adaptation and the bringing products to market is um, is going to accelerate. Uh, so th- this is a, a line of the printers that we kind of have currently. The D4K Pro, the Envision 1, those are what you're going to see in, you know, uh, small labs and denture denture offices, uh, dental clinics. And then you have the advanced, uh, you know, the, the P4K, the Extreme 8. These are larger production units. So again, larger labs, larger ortho facilities. And then again, you have the shop system, binder jetting. And again, 3D printing metal has a huge application for dentistry and medical applications. So whether it's um, supports for partials or other devices, um, you know, the ability to 3D print is uh, that's within our our scope of work. And then again, this bioplotter, um, one of the applications, and you can find videos online showing this bioplotter printing uh, patches for ruptured eardrums. So oh, the, wow. the patches printed. Oh, cool. 
Um, and it kind of looks like a like, like uh, you know those like Japanese fans, how they're fa- just like two of those fans together for a circle, uh, just for the structure of it. And then mm-hmm. that 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 uh, patch gets injected with with stem cells, placed over the ruptured eardrum, and then the body grows and absorbs. And so when when, the, when it's fully cured, you know you have like a fully organic, you know, uh, patch uh, for that eardrum. So so we're not just printing resins, we're not just printing plastics. We're we're printing we're printing metal, we're printing bio, bio um, products. And again, now we're printing uh, uh, final restorations for for dentistry. So it's it is very cool. Um, that uh, that extreme eight looks badass. I'm sorry. That, that extreme eight looks badass. Oh, oh, oh yeah. I, I think it's yeah, it looks incredible. Um, but uh, uh, you talked about Flexair earlier, <laughs> and I'll, I'll just kind of jump I'll jump forward here a little bit. Um, um your so again, your screen has stopped sharing, Bob. I did that on purpose, actually. I, oh, I, I, I'm you brought it back ways. like, like you, I you that you crashed. You made it crash right back into the studio. But that's okay. I, I know we're going to jump back into Flexera, but just on that last uh, that last slide there, Bob, just to review. So, yeah. like the the Envision One and the D4K are those are geared more towards dental, and the other ones are other industries. Is that is that a correct assumption? Um, the the Envision One and the D4K are are. I'll bring them back up here. I'll, um, these are the machines that you're going to see in dental offices, small laboratories, uh, your denture clinics. Yeah. Um, is the D4K yeah in Envision One? You know the, the P4K, the Extreme Eight. That could be again. It all comes down to, to production. How much do you need to print? Okay, got um, it. So those are for larger the D4K facilities. D4K has our has the smallest print bed that we have. The Envision One is larger, and then the D4K and the Extreme Eight. Again, the, their capacity is e- even greater. So you need to find yeah. out what capacity is is reasonable for you. And again, that's going to affect the cost. That's going to affect uh, the space. Obviously, the Extreme Eight is a larger unit. Um, yeah, where and that's where Envision One can, and that's where a phone call to that's where a phone call to you comes in to say, okay, you know, we're we're moving to print technology. Like, what I need to talk to Bob to figure out what type, what size of printer we need to get in here. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's kind of those are the conversations that I, I like to have. Those are the fun conversations. Uh, and again, it's it's that's always that's the fun part about business is like when you're looking to expand and grow. And uh, how do we do this? What partners do you choose to to work with? What's the technology? And again, like that's what I think we have have an advantage because. You know, I, I guarantee you in time, you are going to see, you know, metal printing and uh, other material printing, carbon fiber printing, you know, in in uh, in dental offices and in laboratories. Like that's just it's just all it comes down to is is uh, is cost. It needs to be cost effective. And as this technology continues to advance, then uh, we're going to see that see that sector grow. So, Got you. Um, Flexera. Yeah. And actually, what's not shown on this slide here is we do have machines that do print carbon fiber and print other um, cool materials like that too. So it's amazing. Like 3d printing is, is, so cool. is going to take over. And it's always been like, even when I, years <clears> ago, <throat> I was trying to look for, trying to find my, my clients, a material that had some sort of fiber, a carbon fiber component to it. It was, it was always difficult to find, um, an expensive, expensive product. Yeah. So Coolio, no, let's it, talk about, uh, can, Hey Bob, can, uh, okay. can you ask the boys at, at desktop if they can 3d print us some more comfortable chairs? <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna replace our chairs here at Dennis on Demand. Oh man, my back yeah. is sore. You're, you're not liking the, not liking the. Oh jeez, they're they're antiques. So I, I I bought these from a friend who was uh, liquidating their warehouse, and I'm like, oh man, these are really cool chairs. And they're like, yeah, they're antiques. You're gonna want to buy them. So we got them for a steal, but I think I know why they were so cheap. They're stealing my my butt, <laughs> my butt comfort. It feels like you're sitting on steel. Yeah, you paid oh. for them, but you're still paying for them. 
I see where you're going there. I see yeah. I'm going to the chiropractor right after this. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, flex air. Let's let's go. Oh, we're done with the chairs. We don't need to talk about the chairs anymore. <laughs> well, no. If you know a way to 3D print our chairs, Bob, <laughs> let us know. Okay, I'll, or, or I'll, at I'll least a, okay. like a you got a material for a cushy uh, 3D printed seat that I'll, we put I'll on. Like definitely for a larger we printer. We put that on the next. Uh, That's the insane. Maybe not Q3. Printer. Maybe Q4. Mark. Okay. Yeah, we yeah. can take a 3D pick like. Uh, 3D image of the chair. We'll send it to your people. We'll and scan it. We'll figure it out. We'll use an intro that's, scanner. And that's a fun uh, desktop health. Uh, you know, in Q4, we'll really we should scan we'll, you, Mark. We should scan the person who's going to sit in the chair, <laughs> so we could design it. You know, for the you need a right big radius. You need a. I've got a, a big pink and white version of Mark sitting here beside me. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be just an um, automated robot. Sorry, we digress. You guys, I got your next little no, slide fine. up here, Bob. Desktop yeah, you see that? Flexera uh, smile. Flexera. I see it. Yeah. Tell us about this. Uh, this this is cool. This is the first venture. Uh, well, not I guess currently in terms of end use products that have been printed in the past. You have uh, there's sleep guards and whatnot, but really in regards to revolutionary uh, end use products being printed, uh, Flexera. So uh, this is uh, a class two device. It is Health Canada approved. We got the approvals uh, completed uh, end of December, so we're just wow. getting some paperwork and stuff filed. But really, it's ready to go. Um, it is uh, designed and indicated for a removable denture. Oh, thank you for the the, the golf clap. Yes, yeah. the golf clap is much appreciated. Health Canada's um, good. Health Canada approved. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, currently, to date, there's over a hundred thousand Flexera dentures uh, in patient smells in, in the U.S. So How many? Sorry, in the U.S. for a hundred thousand. There's a hundred thousand dentures in patients. Sorry, say that again. I want to hear that number. There's a hundred thousand Flexera smile dentures. Okay. In patient smells in the U.S. to this date. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so basically what we're doing is we're able to print uh, a, 3D pr uh, a 3D denture in two components. We have uh, a base material. There are five different shades of base materials. There's uh, six shades of tooth materials. We're able to uh, design it uh, based off the scan, based off uh, uh, some pictures of the patient, obviously. And we can print this and we can print this, have it kind of in the patient's mouth in about an hour's time. Um, so cool. Wow. The, uh, in regards to performance, again, this is this is a cool thing where, where again, 3D printing is going from prototyping to actually end-use parts and the performance of the material that you need to provide to to you know do the job. Um, you know, Flexera is you know three times more resistant to fracture than competing resins that are are earmarked for dentures, and it's also two times more resistant to moisture. So that's more resistant to staining. So again, it's going to stay aesthetic, stay beautiful, much longer than other materials that are going to pick up moisture and pick up pick up stains. Um, and, and again, so you know, it's you know, it's been in development for over three years. You know, there's over 200 formulas that were studied and tested, FDA cleared, CE marked. You know, one of the uh, keys to the strength is the synthesized long chain chemistry. So again, if you think of rebar in concrete or fiber in in, in carbon fiber, or uh, so again, that that's what allows it to give it the strength, the flexibility, but again, remain strong. Mm -hmm. And the cool thing, and the key thing here too, is because Desktop Health is developing printers and resins is the, the marrying of the technology so that the materials act appropriately in the machine. You know, Because when dentures are manufactured and produced, and uh, Ty, you know this better than I do, you know, in the past you're using heat, you're using chemicals to create the polymerization. Mm -hmm. Well, in, in this process, we need to use light. So we need a strong enough light source to make sure that it is cured properly, that, that the polymerization is happening. And you know, the 385 is, is, is key to us, the 385 nanometer projector is very important. And I found even just more yesterday as to how important that is and relevant that is um, in, in, in our, in our 3d printers 
And again, that's what gives that's that's what's going to allow us to make this material, but also future materials. They're going to have other uses. Um, uh, again, in the mouth, it's going to be um, for end use parts. So again, very cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very beautiful material. The translucency. Um, you know, I've I've got a sample here with me, um, and again, this this is like non-characterized. You can you can add character with any like light cured composite. So again, if you want to, Ooh, look at the translucency. Um, yeah, so this is uh, it's no joke, man. It, it's it's pretty cool stuff. That's awesome. And so you can, uh, so yeah. you said there's there's multiple shades <laughs> for both the base and the teeth, yep. um, and then you can characterize them. So if you need to, like a lot of like typical products are like you know like pink veined, you know like you want to add some characterization to both the gingival and the teeth areas, you can do that. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing you can do is you could actually, you know, take different shades of the base material, or different shades of the smile material, and you could use that to characterize because again, it's the exact same material, so it just it bonds and cures uh, very well. But again, any light cured uh, material can for characterization can be used as well. That is so cool, and like it's just uh, it's amazing how quickly we've uh, how far we've come in such a short amount of time because it's not that long ago. I remember asking multiple manufacturers when do we get a denture material when are we going to get a denture material holy smokes it's taking forever and now here we are and we've got uh, products like this that are not only a health canada approved denture material but a super strong one which is i think it's going to have a huge impact on the denture market mm-hmm. i was talking to a doctor the other day in the u.s and he said something like and it blew my mind that there was like over a hundred million people in the u.s that are edentulous a hundred million? I would, I would, yeah, I would say something, some like it is an astronomical number. There's a lot I of people he, missing and, teeth, and man. Even more than that, like it, 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 it almost, almost one third of, of the yeah, population. Th- yeah, they've got like 330 million people down there. So yeah, you're, well, like, it's they were saying that a hundred million of them are edentulous. Well, I, I think it's a combination, right? So there's there's people who are fully edentulous and there's people who are partially, partially edentulous, yeah. right? So I think okay. that. In the years, the trend I'm seeing over the last few years is is uh, the trend away from full dentures, more into partial dentures. And um, I still think, think there's tons of full dentures being made, but I think that, um, again, um, <clears throat> partial dentures is going to be a big component to this because traditionally those are difficult to make because you have to support them with a metal framework. Then you have to put res or you have to put uh, acrylic over top of it and put the teeth in. Making partials is hard. Mm-hmm. Making dentures is hard too, but like parcels, are, uh, from what I've seen over the years, are especially tricky. So yeah, and there's tons of different ways to do it. Yeah, so if you can print a partial, um, that just takes so much work out of the process, um, and it brings the cost down significantly because you don't you don't have to support it with metal now, mm-hmm. um, and it's strong enough uh, to go in the mouth. It, that's that's a real game changer. So when they're throwing numbers out there like saying you know 100 million people are dentulous, I think that. The question is, are they fully edentulous mm. or are they just partially edentulous? And they're That's... missing a few a few chiclets. Yeah. Good. But... No, fair point. And, you know, you know, one thing that's different between Canada and the U.S., what I understand too now is um, is just how in the U.S., more dentists do denture treatment than in Canada. In Canada, it's generally been outsourced to dent- dental dentures offices. Um, and, and again, it's, it's simple economics, you know, taking five to seven visits, appointments to, you know, fit and test and realign a denture mm-hmm, in, mm-hmm. in the dental clinic. Unfortunately to say is that the reality is it's just there's more cost effective ways to fill that chair time than, you know, treating a denturist, you yeah. know, for five to seven visits. We can do yeah. dentures now in two to three visits. You could even do, you know, potentially you could do it in the same day in one day. Um, and again, because all you have to do is simply 
you know, design it and print it. And, and, I, and I'm simplifying it, I know. But again, uh, we're taking the, the human error out of it, we're taking the, the, the labor out of it, and uh, we're, we're coming up with like, beautiful restorations. So it's, totally. it's very And you exciting. know, uh, it, like the GP right now is just sending it off to the denturist. And if they, you know, if, there's, if they can facilitate some of these cases within their practice, you know, that's, that's a game changer. Yeah. Well, you're adding a revenue stream that didn't exist before. Exactly, yes. Exactly. But getting back to the yep. dentures as well, I think there's also, and we'll, we'll wrap this up here, Bob. I know we're kind of, we're taking up a lot of time today, but uh, this is all really interesting stuff. Um, in terms of like, so if you have a, a new denture wearer, um, I'm assuming these are fairly easy to rely on because there is that process of when somebody starts wearing a denture for the first time, they, they have to get used to it. They have to come back to get them refit a few times. So I'm assuming... Relining these is probably just like relining a, a regular denture, I would assume. Yeah, and I, actually, what I, just part of the process too is simply you could just take take the denture you have, take the, and this is either design of the regular design process, or again, if you want to make an adjustment, you know, use the the denture as as a try-in, as as a custom mold, and you know, put put in new impression material, make the adjustment, and then just really rescan the denture with the uh, after after it's been um, used as an impression. And then you can make the, that adjustment very quickly, reprint it, and you're off to the races. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's really very, cool. Uh, Being able to like just very, go very back into yeah. the software and like spit out another denture. I mean, that's that's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's uh, and again, like looking at this, like you know, these these are U.S. numbers. These are U.S. prices. But but so really, twelve dollars U.S. to to in materials to print a denture. So you know that maybe that's eighteen dollars Canadian, right? Less than twenty dollars Canadian. I think it's twenty four. For the cost of materials to to print a denture. And uh, so again, in regards to the, the economics of CAD CAM versus the economics of printing, you mm -hmm. know, CAD CAM is you know much higher you know cost of entry. You know, mm -hmm. there's much more waste in regards to CAD CAM, and uh, and then again, for, for printing, you know, maybe eighty grand for for a mill, you're, you're buying a printer for you know twenty twenty five thousand dollars, you know, maybe maybe you know ten thousand dollars Canadian, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. depending upon what you need. Um, and again, the, the material cost, like Tyler, Tyler, tell me what's what's a puck cost for a for a five-axis mill to mill a denture, zirconia puck. I mean, you could you could pay eighty bucks for them. You can pay five hundred bucks for them. I mean, it really ranges. Your average is, you know, it depends. Canada versus. I mean, it's the the cost is a lot lower in the U.S. just because it's such a high volume commodity. Um, but you know, in Canada, right. you're probably looking at one hundred fifty to two hundred for, you know, uh, a decent zirconia uh, disc. And, hmm. and and there's so much waste in milling because all that material that you're cutting away is just you can't recoup. But with mm -hmm. printing, you know, the cost of material, you're only going to spend, again, less than $20 Canadian to print. Uh, this is this is one arch. This is an upper arch. But, you know, $20, like that's, you know, pretty. That's pretty incredible. Brilliant. Yeah, so, yeah, For sure. Uh, and then, I mean, maybe in our future. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll move to the next uh, component at the next dental bite. But uh, mm -hmm. to, a little bit of a teaser. Are you, you guys, you had mentioned that there might be a permanent uh, crown material soon? Well, like I said earlier, um, I'm supposed to go down to uh, down to the states. That we've got some meetings here, uh, end of January, early February. So uh, we'll see what comes out of those meetings. Okay, yeah, I won't. Uh, I won't put you on the spot like that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just did. Well, I, I, I could, I could, I, I um, yeah, no. It's again, like this. This is where we're going. Like 3D printing is going from you know a try-in. It's going from you know prototyping. It's going. It's it's moving to the end-use production. And again, that's and the, the big driving force right now is on the material side, is being able to design materials that can be printed and that can perform. And uh, again, the fact that we do both, we manufacture 
the, the units and we're actually manufacturing um, the resins and materials is uh, is an advantage because again, it, again, Ty, think of all the things you sell uh, and you know, if, if there's an IT problem and there's someone's camera versus someone's software and you've got people pointing fingers, well, it's, it's this or that. With us, it, it, they're both our products and so we know that they work uh, very well together. That's a huge, adva huge advantage, you know, um, and I've seen it many, many times where it's like, okay, well, we're not getting the predictable result we want. Is it the machine? Is it the material? And yeah. if you can control that process uh, of having the machinery and the material all in one spot, it's just, it takes so many headaches out of the game. And this is the same with, like you said, with software, you know, uh, IT, when you're jumping softwares, you know, when you're going from one design software to another or from, uh, you know, it's one thing to get a deal, right? To say, okay, well, this software was cheaper than this software, but now you've got two different softwares and it's not a homogeneous software. Where does the yep. problem lie? You know, so there's, that should always be considered when you, no matter what you're getting into, whether it's computers, technology, IT, software, and now here we are with printing, right? When you're jumping uh, manufacturers, consider that, think about it. Should I keep everything under the desktop health uh, roof and keep it simple? When I know where the problem is, I can call Bob and say, hey, it's all your products, your materials. Tell us where the problem is. That's, that's a lot of headaches you're saving. Well, here, here's something just, just I, I know you guys want to wrap this up quickly, but just an example. Again, I was on a call yesterday with one of our technicians out in Germany. And so, so there's a build style. So build style is basically a set of parameters for printing a material. And that kind of tells the, the printer different temperatures, different characteristics, different, gives them rules as to how do you build this material? How do you make it work? Apparently, um, a lot of materials out there that are not manufactured by us will have say less than 10 components in the build style. So that'll be like like um, layer thicknesses. We'll talk about viscosity of the material. There's like less than 10 parameters where in our materials with our machines, we have upwards of 50 to 60. And, and, and the guy, the guy just, he, he said, he said, take a look. And he opened this drop down box of all these different build styles. And it just like expand arrow, expand arrow, expand arrow. And it just dropped and dropped and dropped and dropped. It could have been over a hundred. But again, that's what it, so again, that's the difference between between printing uh, a prototype part. We just need a, a physical 3D shape. <clears throat> if you want to print an Iron Man mask, you, all you need is like a, a hard plastic, hard acrylic. But when you want to print like a, a final use, end use part that's going to perform in under in temperature, in moisture, and pressure, you know, there's all these. It's much more difficult to do that, and that's what goes into printing a product like Flexera. Uh, so it's actually going to work properly for the patient, for the clinician. And uh, yeah, so that's so. That's so when you say <laughs> the Macho Man Randy Savage has joined us, uh, yeah. So awesome. when you say when you say build style, is that like a pre-programmed uh, template for how something is going to get manufactured, like printed? Essentially, like, and, and I honestly, we're getting to the the, the, the point where I'm just repeating words that I've heard, and I don't, I don't really fully understand myself. This is kind of beyond me, but. Uh, Basically, it goes into the parameters of how the material, how how the how the printer interacts with the material. Right. And so, uh, for example, some material just based on the chemistry it can't be printed at twenty-five microns. It just it physically can't for whatever reason. Some okay. materials can't be printed at, at too thick of a of a layer. It's, you know, um, and and also also there's there's sometimes there's parameters that you just there's no point in printing uh, a material too thin or too thick, and so. The, the build style is just kind of the parameters in which the, the material is designed to be to be printed in, but also things that need to happen in order for print speed, for example, like uh, uh, um, 
in regards to separation forces, in regards to just the characterization, how do you how do you make everything operate in the most optimal way? Mm-hmm. There, you know, you need to know how the material is going to react. And s- some machines with some materials, you can print faster because the material is more, more more liquid, more viscous. Some materials are more are are, are, are are more sludgy and so they, they react differently and so again that, that machine then has to print slower and so if you're trying to optimize the, the performance you need to have these uh, rules in place so that, so that your prints don't fail so there's not issues with performance and mm-hmm. again as we were told on this call a lot of companies have less than 10 you know uh, which is very very simple and so but with the performance we're trying to get out of our machines out of our materials we have in the neighbors of 50 to 60 you know uh, rules in in our in our build styles. So again, that's just I can see that. Into- I can see that. What I compare that to is like when I was selling CAD CAM machines years ago, and a lot of these scanners would scan in three th- on three axes on three axes, I should say. So yeah. and then all of a sudden, five axes came along. So it really added two more dimensions to what the machine was able to scan and also produce. So right. I, I'm I'm assuming I'm I'm drawing a comparison between what you're talking about with with the build styles to traditional CAD CAM, where when the day came along when it went from three axis to five axis, you just had two more axis to build things on, right? Which with you guys, you have a, sounds like you have a wider library of build styles to make more comp like to make more detailed detailed products faster and more efficiently. That's what oh, I'm getting. Yeah, at and, and 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 we could go into. Um so much more in terms of some of the technology that I could gladly share with you guys but yeah maybe on another call another time um, but yeah there's, Mark's there's giving you so the exit here. music guys yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's like we're at the Oscars and we're trying to get we're played off the stage guys now. we've gone like this is like I'm not done yet three this is three dental bites here I know we, we Mark's just, like we're talking about too much stuff well that's fine No, it's good I, no I mean, all this information is very relevant like we riff with, with is, Bob Bob oh, yeah. throws so much good information out there it's hard to it's hard to wrap it up so yeah. oh yeah it's all good and we just like to chitty chat, you know. And we'd spend like twenty minutes talking about COVID in the beginning. So, That's true. yeah. Well, don't forget about the twenty minutes we were talking about Star Wars and Star Trek. Too. That was that before. <laughs> that was like behind the scenes <laughs> material. We just, we just, oh, this man, call has no. lasted two hours. It's good. Yeah. Now people are really wondering what's going on. Yes, <laughs> that's where you. That's where you have to keep them. Those are the special features you have to yeah. dial. You have to give us the code and yeah. we'll give you access to it you have to subscribe s- and then you get the yeah, no the we're gonna we're gonna access. you know what we're gonna do we're gonna set up a patreon page and you're gonna get all the behind the scenes that's a good action. idea but you have there to be a page patreon subscriber patreon subscriber so next time yeah. we have you on bob we can probably get into cool stuff like the difference between dlp and sla and open architecture yep, and all that, that crap sure. i shouldn't say crap yeah, there's, uh, all that good stuff hey, i mean forget do this crap. back in february you know, maybe there's maybe there's more stuff to talk about from my my trip down south. Oh yeah. Well, you're gonna have more products to talk about. I I can I'm can uh, I'm can probably bet up money on that one. Um, but you know, even just getting back into like, you know, because I get a lot of questions about printers, right? Like, what's the best printer? Why do I want this one over that one? And so when we start to talk about some of the more granular stuff, like you know, build styles and the size of your print plates and all that stuff, you know. If you're not in the market to buy a printer, it's good stuff to sort of store in the back of your brain. Like, okay, I know a bit, a little bit about this by, by hearing Bob talk, but when you are ready to buy a printer, it's good to come back to these and go, oh, okay, cool. So there's actually some pretty important information here that I should pay attention to. And that's the value for us. Yeah, the number one question, hey, why do you want to print? What do you want to print? And to be honest, if, if, if you're printing some stuff, maybe maybe our, our machines, our, our materials aren't, aren't right for you. But if you're looking to print, end use parts like you know and really kind of get into it uh 
I think uh, I think it's worth a conversation. Absolutely. Cool. Uh, we've got Bob's information on the screen. As you can see, his email address and his cell number are there. Bob, thank you so much for joining us on this lovely Friday. And we will have yeah. you again. Several yeah, boys, times. have fun. It was great. Always fun. Uh, thanks a lot. Thank okay, you, man. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. All right. Bye for now. Cheers. Are we signing off now? We should be. Have a wonderful We're day, clear? everyone. <laughs>